0: Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. And I have a very, very special guest today. Mr. Jermaine Ladd, everybody. How you doing, man? I'm good, Tavares. How are you doing? I am doing terrific. I'm so happy to be here in this space with you as always. How's your morning going for you?
1: It's been going really good. It's been going really good, man. I just woke up and... Uh... Are you ready, man, to get these questions answered? Oh, my gosh. You kind of have me a little nervous. But (laughs) I do like the concept of your show. I'm very impressed, and I'm very inspired. And the truth, the truth is everything, man. I'm very inspired by you, though. And I think you're going to help so many people.
0: So many people. Thank you so much for saying that, Jermaine. I really appreciate you. Everyone, we have Jermaine Ladd here. He is one of my most inspirational figures and someone who I look up to, someone who I truly and genuinely admire. Give the people a little bit of background on you, Mr. Ladd.
1: Yeah, no problem. You know, after um, I was working with the the Federal Reserve for like 13 years, man. And um, after 13 years, as a business analyst, and after 13 years, I decided that um, working with the Fed was just not at my best interest, right? It wasn't living my truth. Mm-hmm. I was living uh, someone else's truth, right? Some, some kind of superficial truth, you know, based upon you get a good job after you graduate post-college, right? Then you get a home, you get a nice car, and you know you get a house with a picket fence or what have you
2: mm-hmm. uh, you have the
1: American dream of living this this facade right of of success and and naturally uh, i I did well with the position that I had. Um, my company was very, very shocked to see that I left, um, but I just wasn't living my purpose, and that truth began to eat up within me and make me a miserable person right I was living in and dwelling in this beautiful big huge home but I wasn't content with my life at that point especially as it pertains to my purpose so after 13 years I said that I wanted out of um that career that I had had for 13 years and I wanted out of Atlanta, I just wanted a change. I wanted the change that was innate within me, and that 's my purpose nice. and so if you 're if you're not living in your purpose, for me, this is the realization that I came to that if if i 'm not living my purpose, then how can I possibly find happiness and so that was the truth for me. I, I ended up leaving after thirteen years and now um, I am in a new career as a flight attendant, um, which is better suited for me because I like engaging and talking um, and helping people.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, At the core my passion is to help people. And currently I do TikTok as well to provide inspiration, to provide um, practical assistance for people navigating through the crazy times that we're living in. To spirituality
0: and inspiration. Wow. And where did you You went to college. Where did you graduate from? I went to uh, Tuskegee University. And I got a bachelor's in um, political science. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just now tuning in, we are talking with Jermaine Ladd. Again, someone that I look forward to always speaking with. He always has some beautiful gems to drop. Today's episode. Love what you said about how you realized that the Federal Reserve position wasn't the right fit for you or for your purpose. Sometimes, as we all know, processing the process can be a difficult thing to navigate itself, and that's why I, I, I was looking so forward to speaking with you on today's show because I know that you could really um, contribute heavily to this particular topic of discussion. For myself, when I think about processing the process, one thing that comes to mind is old school television. And people may think, huh? Yeah, old school television, I'm gonna get into it. So, old school television, and this is my truth that I'm speaking on right now, and I hope this helps anyone listening. When I would watch old school television, it would depict black families and it would depict them and show them to be broke, struggling. There wasn't many shows on TV at the time that showed black families doing well. One of those shows was What's Happening Now. Some of of our listeners are like, oh yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, I kind of dated myself there, but it's all good. (laughs) What's Happening Now was, you know, these kids in the neighborhood going to this diner where they hung out and they would basically navigate the issues of like inner city Black youth. But they all look broke. Like pants were tore up. They just looked very tore up. And I remember as a kid growing up, I remember thinking, is that how all of us look? Is this how all of us dress? And then there was good times. We all know good times. Dino Mike. JJ, love that show. This is about a Black family broke, living in the ghetto. The father's working, the mom stays at home, but the father's always having issues on his job. His job was always either trying to fire him or shorten his hours. His kids were trying to do their best. They had Michael. Michael was like the self-educator. He was always looking to learn and learn more about his culture and what it meant to be a young black man in America. JJ, the artist, the creative, always looking to push the envelope creatively. And you would see that through his paintings. And then, you know, their sister, Wilona, she was strong, independent, and had to be kind of the heartbeat for the family to keep everybody on even keel. And then there was Sanford and Son. The broke father, the broke son, living, and I think it was like a, uh, it was like an antique junkyard type of a setup. Jermaine, you remember that? Oh yeah. (laughs) Right? So again, you're seeing the black family depicted as being broke, struggling. But then television, and remember, we're talking about processing the process. As a young kid, black kid, where I was growing up in San Jose, Again, I'm seeing this, and I'm thinking to myself: Is this how we all live? Like, are we like, is this what it is? Are we supposed to be broke everywhere? And then there was different strokes. Dun da da da. The white man comes in, saves the day for the black kids. I mean, man, do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. The process started at a very early age for many of us and we had to learn how to navigate that. We had to, learn, we had to look at different strokes where Philip Drummond comes through and saves the day of the, the two young black orphan kids. And so we're in a, in this position where we're looking at the white man. And let me be very clear, let's keep this all in context. If you're just now tuning in, we're talking about processing the process. We have a special guest on the show, Mr. Jermaine Ladd. And I'm currently talking about processing the process and how television played a huge role in our culture as we grew up. So you're gonna hear some things that may sound offensive. They are not meant to be in- offensive. I am simply speaking on the facts here. So you have Silver Spoons next. Remember, Different Strokes showed the white man saving the black kids, therefore putting the white man in a position of authority and superiority to the young black man or boy or child. And then there were silver spoons, Ricky Schroeder. We all knew a Ricky Schroeder. I don't care where you grew up, everyone knew a Ricky Schroeder, (laughs) right? Self-entitled white kid, right? We knew a Ricky Schroeder. And again, watching this as a young black kid growing up in San Jose, California, for me, it was a little bit confusing. So early on as I'm growing up, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, is this how things are with us and our people? And so the process started very early on. And that's what got me into now living my truth because I realized I had a choice in the process. However, I realized that choice much later on. Jermaine, for you, what was that like as you were growing up, understanding the process of being a young black man. And then of course, growing into an adult where life now is not so, how do you say? It's not so warm and fuzzy. We're having to deal with real issues in real time with real people. What do you have to add to that? I would say uh, growing up was a serious challenge
1: to find um, images on the media that portrayed African-American especially African-American men and women, but or boys and girls right. in a positive light that was inspirational, right? To, to and germane to who we are as, <laughs> as a people. Um, usually it was like a horrible kid, uh, you know, who, uh, who needed saving out of some kind of poor situation, as you've indicated. Um, and it, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard when you're a little black boy navigating through um the public majority white um system education system mm-hmm. and trying to find who you are right trying to be aware of your own purpose your own intellectual aptitude um as a as a student and so I did initially struggle um Just navigating through that process wondering why you know I was born to be black because here you're also in a system that um, preferences white students above um, any other minority students so right so trying to learn in that particular conditioning, along with. the educational system that is geared towards um, white supremacy if i'm if i'm just being honest so navigating through that uh, as a student as a black boy and especially how we're being portrayed in the media made it very very difficult for mm-hmm. one to get that intellectual aptitude right to to believe in myself to achieve but on the flip side, on the, second, on, on the second part of that is growing up and seeing these horrifying images of how Black boys are being portrayed. It, it almost right. made it seem as though I was created to be the entertainment in a society that caters to um, a, a white audience. Mm. And so for years, I had struggled with um, academic achievement because of that, and feeling a sense of inferiority.
0: Mm, okay,
1: it actually led me to um, to 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 actually go to a um, HBCU. To, uh, so I did end up going into Tuskegee University to go to an HBCU so that I could learn about myself, my identity, and my purpose, who I am at my true core. And oh my gosh, once I got surrounded around black academic achievers that look like me, actually that were actually far sharper than me,
2: yeah.
1: um, it actually pulled me up and made me feel so much more esteemed in myself. And then academically, I began to rise and achieve and get those A's and B's and believe in myself. I couldn't do that. I could, I could not do that in the educational system, that public educational educational system rooted in white supremacy.
0: Wow, I love how you broke that down, my man, that is so, wow, awesome, great way to, to elaborate and to let people understand exactly what you feel and how you feel about it. My first question to you, because everyone knows you come on the show, I definitely ask five questions, but I never reveal the questions prior to the guests coming on the show, to remain the authentic nature of the answers given. My first question to you, Jermaine. And thank you again for being on the show. I absolutely thank you. If you're just now tuning in, we have Jermaine Ladd. And real quick, Jermaine, you are a reverend, correct?
1: Absolutely. Most definitely. Yes, sir.
0: Nice. See, we I have on the huh? show who are <laughs> uh, they love to be of service. They love to be of assistance. They love to, to give in order for others to grow. I truly believe the best way for us to help people is to share our story. So yes. onto the first question for you, Mr. Jermaine, Reverend Jermaine Ladd. I love the way that sounds. It just sounds, it's you know, it's just so, it's powerful. It's empowering, it's strong, it's positive. I like that. That's what the show's about. How is living your truth helping you right now? Or how has it helped you along your journey?
1: I would say, I would say this. I absolutely cannot stand titles. That is my true truth. Okay. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer people to call me Jermaine. And here's why, right? Because, and that's something that I had to, uh, to struggle with. Even in my truth, right? When I grew up, growing up in the church, I was being formed to be in this capacity as this reverend title or preacher title and so I always heard from a little boy because I've always been in the church always been studious about the bible and being um, among other believers and and preaching to them and so I always heard from a very little boy right that that you always have to be found to be blameless.
2: And Mm, that, on
1: my core, bothered me, right? Because it's like, I can't be human. I can't have the same mistakes that everyone else has, right? I have to be (laughs) perfect. Is there anything possibly achievable, right? Can Can anyone possibly achieve being perfect and the answer to that is no. So I would struggle with, right, these desires. Uh-huh. innate in desires, right? Um, and I'm just gonna be truth and honest because that's exactly, this is exactly what this show is about. Absolutely, and I admire it for you for sharing your truth. My truth is that I grew up, right, um, having homosexual desires. Got and it. so Sorry. I was torn between living my authentic truth as a homosexual attracted to men at this at the very same time being a zealous christian and then and then wrestling with the fact that i have to be blameless. wow i have to have this perfect persona this image that is representing all of the Bible's truths wow. right as a Christian. That's heavy. It, it tore me apart. So always hearing from you know even members even of my own immediate family to um, people in the church that, oh you've got to be found blameless or you can't do that. You can't think this way. You can't <laughs> live this life of homosexuality because it's actually contrary, right, to everything that we believe is Christianity. And so that began to eat at me because here I'm living two identities and the two identities I'm wrestling with are at war with one another. I have oh. this this priestly image, right, mm-hmm. that I am molded into as mm-hmm. a young man. Wow. And con- with, the title, <laughs> with the title of Minister Germain Land or Reverend Germain or Preacher or something of that nature, having that strong identity, which is true to my core, that identity is true to my core in the spiritual sense of admiration, of recognizing that Christ for me provides grace
2: okay. for
1: this lifestyle of being a homosexual. However, I'm being told that they're contrary. So now I'm being pulled apart and trying to figure out, oh, my gosh, how do I live, right? Still devoted to the Lord and still helping people and at the same time being a homosexual and wow. private and secret and lying to everyone about my true nature who God created me to be.
0: Mm. Talk about processing the process. (laughs) If you're just now tuning in, we are talking about processing the process on Living Your Truth with Tavares. We have special guest, Jermaine Ladd. My brother, I'm just, I admire your transparency. I really do. And that, wow, that's a heavy, heavy struggle. Heavy struggle. How has living your truth, and you, you definitely touched on this, but I asked this question because everyone has such interesting answers. And again, I believe you already touched on it. So how has living your truth held you back? I would say it has helped
1: me back because um, I was actually a part of or affiliated with a denomination right, that um, was going to, or was in the process of um, ordaining me to serve in an official capacity for their church. I had two options. Um, One of the options was to renounce, right, who I am, or keep it disclosed in the privacy and the confines of my own being. And not practice a lifestyle. Um, oh my god, right? and, and and be ordained as a minister, or to simply walk away, uh, take my own journey, my own path towards establishing my own congregation, my own church, um, with the practice of 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 who I am at my core as a uh, as a homosexual and as a servant of god and i chose the latter instead of the former because the former i tried it and it was i was killing myself right? Mm. trying to denounce who i was Mm. praying to god for um for relief from this homosexual state right and all along God is saying, I created you to be you. That's right. To be someone else, not to model image uh, or have an image of something that's superficial. I'm actually calling you because of your homosexuality. Your 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 homo. you being homosexual is part of this gift. And you are going to be able to be used to speak to the masses, right, of those who are homosexual and heterosexual to let them know that I'm a god of spirituality, not sexuality.
0: Mm, I know. That's right. Wow. I love hearing you talk. I love hearing you talk. Your voice. I've shared this with many people. I'm a fan of your voice. It's very strong. It's very powerful. It's very captivating. I I just want to say this. In case I forget, thank you. Thank you for your gift. Thank you for owning your truth. Thank you for standing up for yourself. Thank you for being yourself. I I just had to say that real quick. If you're just now tuning in, we have Mr. Jermaine Ladd on the show today. This is truly an honor to speak with this gentleman. My third question is... How do you live your truth at this current moment? Like, how are you actively remaining in a state of awareness when it comes to living your truth? That's a very good question. That's the million-dollar question. (laughs) And remember, this is your truth, so it's not to be contested. No one is ever going to tell you if it's right or wrong. That is also the beauty of living your truth podcast with Tavares. Like, I really want everyone to really own that, right? I want you guys to all own that. Even the listeners own that. You guys can do this with us as we're sitting here speaking with Jermaine. Anyone listening can also take a part of this exercise um, with these questions. Just answer them to yourself or write them down, put them in a journal, what have you. So sorry, Jermaine, please go ahead and answer here.
1: A few years ago, um, I came out to my mother um, about being a homosexual. It was the most difficult um, process that I've ever had to go through in my life, right, to make a public declaration about who I am to my mother especially being her child. And one of the things about that was, I always grew up wanting to make my mother proud. That has been the whole aim and the purpose. I mean, when you really think about it, right? We are uh, boys of our mother.
0: Definitely. Um, Not a mother's boy, but Boys of our mother. I love how you put that too. Thank you for saying it like
2: this. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much for putting it like that. Sorry, go
2: ahead.
0: Um, I, the real true
1: correct term of that is really a mama's boy. <laughs> it's a whole different connotation to that. But I was the boy who really wanted to please my mom, to make her proud, right? That she gave birth to me. And so for me to come out and share. With my mother, my truth of being a homosexual, I was scared. Scared because I always wanted to make my mother proud of me and who I am. And I was afraid because I didn't want that image, right? That golden child image, right? A boy who had been raised in the church. A boy who, who everyone spoke so well of because of his spiritual talent of preaching and teaching, didn't want to disappoint my mother. And so living my truth and having to tell my mother that I was a homosexual was hard for me. The process was hard for me internally to get that information out. And I struggled with that for 30 years. So I was 32. For 32 years, I struggled with that. Wow. And finally, the moment came that I needed to get this out, and my mother's response was totally accepting and loving. That part was easy to receive, but for me, having to confess, right? Yeah, confess and share my truth of being a homosexual, sexual, um, and being her son and loving the lord right yeah a hard process but my mom accepted and she did ask me about how i would go forth as a minister and being homosexual which was a another million dollar question but i shared with my mother that god called me right not for my particular um, ability to just preach to anyone, but particularly, he called me to help people that are like me—people who are in love with God, but also in love with the uh, the same sex. Right? I hear A you. huge challenge. And I told her that God saves—he does—he saves everyone. He has no respect of sexuality. He is the God of us all. And this is a major, um, a major issue, right? It may cause even some debate, but I'm just going to share this truth. Nowhere in the gospel, in the gospel, the first five books of the New Testament, nowhere in the gospel, this is the life, the burial, um, resurrection, crucifixion of Jesus Christ and Ascension, the gospel.
2: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Nowhere, nowhere is in this gospel condoning homosexuality. Nowhere in the gospel. Now the epistles, that's different. But Christ himself never condoned homosexuality. And so that was my response to my mother. That I intend mm. to live the gospel, and to live the purpose to which God has created for me to be. And if God himself in the flesh did not condone, I'm sorry, did not denounce homosexuality, then why should I denounce homosexuality? Why should I denounce who I am at my true core so that I can get some kind of fancy title? Wow. To be in a, in a huge particular church, struggling with my sexuality, sleeping around right on the side and in, in sin. Now, the sin is not living the truth. I couldn't have accepted <laughs> the position in a mega church or a, um, a, a regular size church and denied publicly, right, homosexuality. But um, the sin, however, would have been living as a homosexual, not living my truth, but living in deceit, which so many creatures do. I did not want that lifestyle, while serving in the capacity as a a heterosexual pastor, married and having children. Now, that in itself is deceptive for everyone, so the sin, really is not living the truth. Now, with me being a homosexual, having my own ministry, I'm living my truth. And there's no deception, there's no deceit. It is what, it, the truth is what it is. It's what's being presented right before you in front of your eyes. And so before in the world, I am a homosexual who has the gift of, um, inspiring and preaching spirituality, not just for homosexuals, but for all sexualities, irregardless of who you are, there is inspiration. God has gifted me with inspiration, right? The ability to motivate, encourage, and to welcome you into this spirituality called Christianity.
0: My brother, wow. You, your strength. Is amazing. There's no question about it. You absolutely understand what it means to process the process. You've been having to walk in the process for a very long time, 30 plus years before you came out to your mom. Um, the strength it takes, the will it takes, and you definitely have to have a strong soul and spirit. I do believe that I'm very spiritual in myself and I'm listening to you speak and for you to process things at a young age, now as an adult um, and to get to this realization that you've been blessed with this gift, it is extremely motivating. And I hope the listeners are extremely motivated because I'm sure many of them know someone or someone's plural who are, Having similar challenges to living their truths, I do agree. I think if you're not living your truth, that's definitely a sin. I think that for sure. Um, I, it's it for me. It's a it's a disservice to self. That's how I look at. It. If if an individual is not looking to be the best versions of themselves with each passing day, you're definitely and look. It's okay, because we all struggle. And I do I do recognize the struggle, because I believe it's necessary, definitely for myself. If I didn't recognize the struggle, then I probably wouldn't really be too resilient, and I really wouldn't be the version of the individual I am today. So I applaud you, Jermaine. I definitely do. Um, you've worked hard. You continue to work hard. And... I know your story is impacting people at this very, very moment. Very, very moment. How do you believe living your truth can also help and impact others?
1: By me living my truth, um, my cousin Tavares, it is releasing for others, mm. the ability for them to make their own choice mm-hmm. um, and not to be shackled to family expectations. Mm, talk about it. Not to be shackled to some kind of superficial image. Tell them about it. It's actually a setup, right? It's a setup for
0: failure. Oof. Tell so them, much. hold same. up, repeat that one more time, just the way you did for these listeners. Please <laughs> just say that one more time. Yes, living, not living your truth, right,
2: is
1: actually a setup for failure. To, to live, to, to attempt to live up to the expectations of what someone else or what, other people think that your life uh, should look like is a setup for failure. Mm. So much so Mm, mm, mm. that ultimately you will be at war with yourself that you actually want to kill yourself. And that was me a few years ago. I was at the place that how am I possibly going to live right because freedom really is living how am i going to be a free individual a free being under the confines and constrictions of what society including family including church including people you know inner circle people um friends how am i going to be able to live knowing that secretly, I'm living a completely, totally different life. Lying to everyone, lying to myself, and convincing myself that I'm heterosexual, but I'm really homosexual. How am I gonna possibly survive this? How can I live with this? How can I cope with this? Mm. So internally causing death. The consequence of war is casualties. Right, the consequ- consequent of war yep. is death.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. And for me,
1: that was weighing me down so bad to the point that I wanted to commit suicide. Wow! Because I had two two warring sides. My spirituality, and really, it wasn't spirituality; it was religiosity. Okay. That is governed by actions and do's and don'ts. Right. That's what relig- religiosity religiosity versus who I am at my true core, sexuality Mm. as a, as a homosexual warring against each other. I wanted to commit suicide because the battle was too difficult Mm. and God convinced me that it was time to live my truth, right? To, to come out, to live and tell people, that I'm a homosexual who has been called by God Mm. to do extraordinary things with being a homosexual. The moment that I realized that, the suicidal thoughts, um, the deception, right, trying to to convince other people that I was something that I was not, which was a heterosexual. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, by me coming out of that, on the winning side of that, the war was over, um, life was won, and I'm living my true life free. So for anyone listening who struggles with their sexuality and who God called, the, whatever God called for them to be, whatever purpose, right, whether that's being a minister or whether that's being a public politician or a figure or an athlete I hope and pray that my story
0: helps people like you brother so I'm gonna tell you right now oh my goodness look there's several things that you said that just really hit me first of all the entire time you were speaking I was catching chills let me just say that For anyone just not tuning in, you are living your truth with Tavares. Special guest Jermaine Ladd is in the building. And he is definitely dropping gems. You said, if you're not living your truth, you're not living. Man, oh man. How many people can relate to that? How many people should relate to that? I'm on board with that 1 million percent. And I'm glad that you broke it down and articulated it the way that you did. I really feel just by you sharing that right there. You blessed a lot of people. It is important that we share our stories. You never know in sharing your story who may need that help you never know whose life you may have just saved that is why I believe it's truly the best way to help people is to share your story you guys have been hearing Jermaine be very transparent he is sharing his story he's sharing his truth he's being extremely vulnerable right now I I, I truly hope everyone recognizes that there is a lot of Empowerment that goes on through being vulnerable. I was not always a believer of that myself. But since I've been walking through the halls of my truth, I've been able to accept the ugly and the beautiful sides of myself. Jermaine has been able to grace us with his story and to share it. I know there are so many people out there right now. I know it. And they connect to this story maybe their brother, maybe their cousin, maybe a friend of a friend, but you know somebody who's struggling. May It doesn't have to be the exact same details as Jermaine, but you know somebody who's struggling every day. You guys have heard me say it before, do not suffer in silence. I think that is ridiculous. Although I think that is ridiculous, I understand it's a part of a process. We are talking about processing the process today and what it means to navigate that process. You guys have also heard me say, sometimes the process doesn't look like much of a process at all. It looks like you're standing still and everything around you is moving. Be patient with yourself. It's happening. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares and we are back with Mr. Jermaine Lab. Jermaine, how are you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? Doing excellent. Sorry about the little technical difficulties, but we have overcame those. Like we overcome yes, a lot of things. <laughs> um, your response to the fourth question, which was how do you believe living your truth can help others? Your response, nothing short of amazing, nothing short of amazing, um, I appreciate your transparency. And I know the listeners do too. We are in 46 countries and on more than 25 platforms. And there are people in every single one of those places that can be helped by you sharing your story. So I just wanna say thank you for that. I really, really, really appreciate your transparency the last well i won't get to the last question until a few moments from now what i really want to talk about is how you continue to process the process you are a proud proud black man proud homosexual black man you are a proud child of the church minister of the church i'm proud to be your cousin For those who don't know, yes, Jermaine and I are cousins, first cousins. My mother, his father, are brother and sister. So I hope the listeners understand that a lot of the self-motivation, a lot of the self-starting ways of initiating a conversation like this, we definitely come from humble beginnings and we have had to create things out of absolutely nothing. We have had to maintain the fire that burns within us to not only speak, but live and walk and be present in our truth. Many people have a hard time walking and chewing bubble gum. okay? I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just speaking facts here. So you can imagine what it's like trying to process the process when you're having to navigate all of the different obstacles that Jermaine has had to navigate. My brother, I applaud you and commend you on how you've had to go about your process. Because remember, on Living Your Truth with Tavares, we aren't here to contest your truth. We aren't here to tell you how to do it. We're not here to provide any type of pushback because we want you to represent the best version of yourself at all times. And we want you to be inspired every single day you wake up to be better than the day before. It's imperative, I think, to the human development. It's imperative to your spirituality, whatever that may be for you. If you're religious, it's important to you, I'm sure. Whatever religion you claim. When it comes to living your truth for myself, I'm still very present and I'm just now scraping the surface myself. That's how I feel about my truth for myself. Jermaine, do you feel the same way? How do you feel about like when as you're living your truth currently, um, like what are some of the struggles that you still find that you even on a day to day you're just like, oh, you know what? Okay, I gotta remember that. I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be present there. Anything like that ring a bell?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I, I definitely want to piggyback off. Of what you talked about, with truth being something your own truth being an, an evolutionary type of process, it's an evolution. It's definitely yes. an evolution by me. My, by me embracing my truth as a homosexual and as a spiritual leader. Um, it's tough. There are times that. I wish that I could appeal to everyone and to have everyone embrace this lifestyle, right, that I was created to have as a homosexual and embrace me and to be able to target audience, reach audiences that, um, that are in some ways uh, religiously conservative, politically conservative, right? That I may inspire them. That's my aim, right? To inspire everyone.
0: Nice. I like that. But
1: I can't do it at the expense of who God created me to be as a homosexual.
0: Man, I hold think- up. Say that again for the people. I just love hearing you talk. I'm sorry. I had to jump in because my spirit is just asking him to say that again. Can you please say that last part again? Please. Right. I cannot by me
1: trying to appeal to all tar- uh, target audiences, right, irrespective of whether they're coming from the conservative side or liberal side of, of religiosity or even of politics. Although I want to reach them, although I want to have them in uh, under the sound of my voice, or hearing, actually, better yet, hearing the sound of my voice, Listening to the sound of my voice, even better. I can't do that at the expense of my truth, mm. which is being homosexual, denying mm. myself, living in deceit, so that I can mm. so I can get numbers. Right? No, that's 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 off course. That's off target. That in itself is the true sin. Wow. wow. So, so I would say definitely. It is a progression. There are times, right, that I want to keep my truth quiet wow. for the sake of conceding uh, to the expect, expectations wow. uh, or the standards That's... of other people so I can be accepted. And this happens not only in the spiritual, religious
0: type of context, but even in social settings. Oh, definitely. Happens that in, in corporate America. I'm sure it happens everywhere and no one talks about it. Yep, absolutely. They suffer yeah. in silence and they go about their business. They put their head down. They, you know, they punch the time clock and they're gone and they go to work only to have the drive home be filled, wait for it, with all the things they should have said in the moment to stand up for themselves but instead they fold it to the social
1: norm yep absolutely mm. absolutely mm. and that mm. is the battle mm. that I have to face on every on basically every single day every type of situation right being true to my core and sharing that living that with others right so that they in themselves are confronted with the living person behind the jokes, behind wow. the epithets, wow. behind the false assumptions and
0: prejudice. Wow. Wow. So even in this social climate, not only in and and you know, again, we talk about living your truth here, um. And again, you guys are going to hear things that you may or may not normally would hear on Living Your Truth, but that's the whole point of Living Your Truth. A lot of the times we all may hear things that they may capture our attention, they may sting a little, they may raise a little bit of the hair on the back of our necks. Nothing said on this show is meant to offend anyone at any given time. We are all equals in this space. This is a safe space, so I just want all listeners to know that, okay? It's very important that everyone just understands and living your truth. We created this space so that we all, you, myself, Jermaine, the listeners, anyone, and I mean anyone can come on the show and speak their truth. We're gonna embrace you, we're gonna support you. We will do all we can to keep everything in context. With that being said, I mean, in this social climate for you, I mean, even for me too, as a black man, right? Um, I know you have felt many times like the cards were stacked against you. Not only just being a black man, but being a black gay man, being a black man of the church. And again, you know what I'm saying? Like all these things that are stacked against you. I mean, where do you find the strength? to just keep going. Like, I know you talked about suicide lightly a little bit ago and not that he talked about it lightly. He touched on it lightly, I should say. Um, I can relate to that as well. That's definitely gonna be another subject that we cover. But where do you find the strength to just keep going? Can you just let the listeners know in case somebody out there right now is on the brink of calling it quits? Just in case someone out there right now is about to take a handful of yellows and blues and purples and greens because they don't know how to deal with the pressure of who they are, of who they were, how they were born, um, the challenges that come with that, like share something with them so that hopefully it will detour them for at least another moment so that they can think about. What they really want their life to turn out as how do you deal with that
1: to put it like in an, an analogy with nature how i find my inspiration to keep me going is to find the flowers right there are many weeds i'm sure many of you have heard this there are many weeds in the field more weeds than there are flowers the whole essence of getting through this process is finding the flowers. The flowers are people who are just like you, right? They don't necessarily have to be, in my particular context, um, homosexual, but they can be people who just love you at your two core,
2: find mm-hmm. people
1: who you can share your truth with, and who will allow themselves to share their truth with you. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same truth. They can be on the a contrary when I say contrary it can be a very different truth. you know you can be struggling with your sexuality while somebody else can be struggling with the ability to live up to some kind of superficial image. And the reason why I point this out is because Tavares for you, you provide for me inspiration. And so when I was going through my particular struggles of being suicidal, just listening to you, right? Your story is very different from my very own. But the fact of you sharing your truth, even with this podcast, which is living water to so many people who are living in a deceitful life. And when I say deceit, meaning that they're not being true to who they are at their core. The Mm. moment we begin to share our truths with one another as human people, we can now see each other behind the superficial, the the physical. We can actually connect on an energy
0: level. Right? Man, tell it to him, man. That's what I'm talking about right there. I'm sorry. I got to calm down. I'm just saying. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I just, please go on. Please go on. That's what I'm talking about repeat that last part please please so the moment that we begin
1: sharing our truths with one another we go from a mere state of physical appearance to now we're entertaining each other we're we're, we're collaborating on an energetic level and that's why it was so easy cousin for me to come on this show mm. because we bond not just on a physical level, as cousins, as kin, as uh, as in that capacity yes. of our relationship. Yes. But our truths have allowed us to be true to our core and yes. share yes. in this energy, right? This combined yes. energy mm-hmm. of business, and what that's doing is providing inspiration for me. You are an inspiration to me. You've shared with me, and I am humbled that I'm an inspiration to you. This energy is creating um, inspiration for the masses. And it is my hope and my prayer that people like you will share forth their truth, share forth their vulnerability. And that way you will find life, life and energy and not in the dead, in, in, in the dead superficial things that, that really don't make sense at the core
0: of who we are as individuals. Oh my God, you have me over here, damn near in tears. And I told people before yesterday, well not yesterday, but I told people on the last episode, I said, you know what? I want this space to be a space where people probably will cry. You probably will hear me cry at some point in time. Um, I'm at that space right now. He does, that's what my cousin just talked about, you're able to connect on an energy level, an energetic level, a level that sees beyond the facades. It sees beyond the masks. And no, I'm not talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about those fake masks that we have all put on at one time or another before maybe going out to meet a friend for coffee or going to the club or before going on a blind date because we want to show our best selves or what we think is our best self and the sad thing is that we'll be getting ready to do something like that to go meet somebody or have a great time and instead of being ourselves we will get ready to be someone we're not that is crazy and we know we know what we have inside of us but for some reason we're just not willing to show that on that day and instead we show another version of ourselves and when i used to drink well you got a whole other version of myself and that version would lower his inhibitions that version would be boisterous and probably annoying Though I thought I was probably at some of my best. But there's the falsehood, right? That's the falsehood right there. Alcohol does that. Drugs will do that. Not living your truth will do that. And so I applaud you, Jermaine, because we do connect, my brother. We absolutely do connect on that energy level because we have had the opportunity to experience the unpleasant side of life when we didn't live our truth. I believe when we don't live our truth, you will find yourself into trouble. You, I, I believe trouble has an easier path on its way to you. That's what I believe. That's just my truth. I do believe everything is connected. I do believe that. And we as people are connected. Light reflects light. So be light, be loved, inclusion, not exclusion. Today, we've had the honor to speak with Mr. Jermaine Ladd, my cousin, an inspiration to me, someone I admire. I admire him for his ambition, his drive, his honesty, his transparency. I even admire the times he's had to fall down because If he didn't get back up, he may not be here right now. And I want everyone to understand that you have the power to change whatever it is you want to change. Don't listen to the people who are standing beside you, who call themselves your best friend, only to try to talk you out of being a better version of yourself. Don't listen to them. Misery loves company. We all know that. That's an old, 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 old adage. Very true, though. Jermaine, my last question to you, King. And thank you so much again for being so transparent. I mean, I'm so thankful and grateful to be in this space with you. I, I, I truly am. Are you living your best truth? Yes or no? I think that in itself is
1: part of the process, right? Of waking up every single day. Am I being my most authentic self to my true core? It's something that I constantly still struggle with, right?
0: Um, I'll be honest with you. I love that. Thank you.
1: I go to God in prayer every single day. And I tell God, hey, you know what, it's me, it's your son, you know, however, whatever capacity that you want to use me and, to sh- and and for me to share my truth, I'm willing to be brave to go to those places to say those things that need to be said um, in order for me to be true to you my creator, and for me to be true to myself as a co creator. And, um, you know, that's how I I definitely in the to answer it simply. That's, that's, I think it's an evolutionary type of process. Uh, But it gets better every single day that you keep adding to that I would say like that pail or that bucket, right? Eventually yes. that water is going to fill up that bucket. Mm-hmm. That bucket is going to be full. And then other people, right, will have the ability to come to that to that bucket, that that tank of water and be able yep. to drink life from it.
2: Whew.
0: Jermaine, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Will you come back? Can we have you back again later on? Absolutely.
2: Anything yes. that
1: you need, my brother, I got you.
2: Yes. Thank Definitely. you so much. And, and, and yes. I am humbled,
1: really. I again, I am humbled. This this pleasure is all mine. Oh. I I receive so much inspiration from you, and I know that you, with all of your truth, right, and sharing that, at the very core. Of what it means to be vulnerable, that this is going to explode, and I can't wait for it to explode, right? Explode in the purpose of not, because I know you're not after money. I know you're all about at all, helping right? at all.
2: Yeah, I'm Appreciate
1: all about, that. and that's how we're bonding on this energetic level. Because of that, I know that God is going to make this. I'm just going to say this service that you're providing to people for free, it is going to be explosive for you. And I cannot wait to share, right, in, in your applause, to share in the success of you being successful with this. I see it coming, man. So I, this is inspiration for me. It is very humbling. Um, I'm so glad to say that it runs in our family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I derive inspiration from you, my brother. The, really the honor and the privilege to be here, to be on this platform, to be speaking with you on, on your platform is, is uh, it's, it's, the all, it's all mine. The
0: honor is all mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jermaine. Thank you so much, King. I appreciate you. Oof, you got my eyes watering up over here. I'm just, it's, um... I'm proud of you, man. I really am. I'm, I'm very Thank proud of you. Thank you so much. And I look up to you as my older cousin. You, you're like an older brother. Really. Oh, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. I look it's, up man. to you. I love you too, my brother. It's, um, it's special. This is special. This podcast, this platform, it's special. Um, a lot of things i shared that uh, I've never shared before. And, uh, you know, it's, it's scary and it's tough. Uh, Knowing that you're about to reveal things for the first time that you yourself haven't even said out loud. However, once you push through And once you approach that other side and you see the way that light is shining on that other side, you don't want to turn back. I'm not saying that it's easy to work through your demons. I'm not saying that it's been easy to work through my demons. I'm not saying anything has been easy because I believe anything worth having is worth working for and I mean putting in that work. So if you're not putting in that work, that self-work, that self-awareness, that self-love, that self-care, that self-admiration, if you're not doing that, then there's a pretty good chance you are not self-evolving. I wanna thank Jermaine Ladd today for being on the show. King, you have shed so much new light. And I want you to continue to be light and love. Your story is impactful. It has impacted me. And I'm absolutely sure it has impacted many, many, many of our listeners and supporters. I look so forward to having you back. I was looking so forward to this interview today. I I couldn't even sleep. I was looking forward to it because I just knew that I was going to be in the presence of greatness. The feeling is mutual, my
1: brother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Except that on goodness. my side, it was more nerves than anything.
0: <laughs> but you you Where are going to be it? those five questions? <laughs> you walked in your truth and you, you embraced your truth and you continue to do that. You are such a positive force. You are such an inspiration. There are people who now who now have a bit more hope to push onward and upward. I wanna thank everybody who listened today. I wanna thank all the supporters, everyone who has emailed us and who taps in on Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Living Your Truth, L-I-V-I-N, you are Truth. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our Facebook page, Living Your Truth Podcast. Jermaine, thank you so much for bringing and sharing your light today on living your truth with Tavares. I wanna thank you very, very much for your transparency. We look forward to having you back. Until next time, everybody, live your truth. Have a great day, goodbye. Please contact Jermaine on Instagram at D as in David, D as in David, A as in Apple, L as in Larry, J, R on Facebook, Jermaine R. lad Jermaine spelt with a J, and also contact him on TikTok. Jermaine R. lad again, Jermaine spelt with a J. Thank you. Hello, I am Tavares from Living Your Truth with Tavares podcast. We would absolutely enjoy the opportunity to represent your brand. And if you're interested in advertising on our show, please email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. We absolutely thank you for taking the time to listen, and we appreciate you stopping by our show. Remember, live your truth. Have a terrific day.